Thanks for downloading and hitting play on Kondo Comrades, our podcast about Netflix's series, tidying up with Maria Kondo, and also about other matters within the periphery of the Kondoverse. I'm your host for this clown show, Eric Kaoli, aka The Planner God, The Skincare Spender, aka ASAP Lumpia. On the other mic is Kenneth Deakins, also known as Mr. Yikes, The Book Burner, Kenny Kondo, The Misogyny Monitor. Hello, Kenny. Hey, Eric. As we promised in the last episode, this is the Condoverse Endgame, our uh, overview of the series and the last episode from Tidying Up. But before we get into all that, as we do every episode, we have apologies for our listeners because um, we are forever fucking it up, right? Yeah, I think I think I should start off with this one because um, I accidentally downloaded the sixth episode again and called it episode seven for several hours, which... Some people noticed, and I fixed it for a lot of people, but I think some people using one of the not iTunes podcast apps are are forever fucked up and <laughs> have the wrong episode and it never downloaded the right one. So apologies to those people, except for the fact that as we noted at the end of that episode, we were gonna we were gonna get in the business of, of rare podcasting. Um, so we actually mm-hmm. we actually developed a rare misprint edition of condo comrades for you. So you can, (laughs) you can probably give a couple years and sell it for, you know, four or 5 million. Yeah. Like super rare. Um, You can auction it off as like, if you haven't listened to it yet, like new in box, (laughs) new with tags, Um, even though it is just a, what is it? An MP3 with, uh, with the wrong ID three tags. Um, That's, that's what some people would say. Other people would say it's a priceless treasure. <laughs> oh, so my uh, quick apology is if you listen closely to our nicknames, um, you'll you'll hear that I did not include one that I debuted in the last episode because so so Kenny gave me this new nickname from his friend. Okay, I, I did not give you this new nickname. I mentioned that this was my friend's nickname. <laughs> No, no, this is all your fault. I'm putting this all on you for not stopping me because you are um, the 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 Caucasian in this this production. So you should have pointed this out to me. But I went ahead and stole the name Filipino Bambino, and I was telling my partner about it, and uh, she was of Italian descent and took offense <laughs> to it. She was like, "You know, that's that's really not uh, something you should be calling yourself." And so apologies to um, to any Italians, Italian-Americans that I offended with that. And that was all Kenny's fault. I, I'm sorry as well. I did not realize that. I thought it was just a nickname for Babe Ruth. Yeah, that, I think there's that too. But I think it could have been used or it might have been used as in, in some sort of slander. Yeah, best not to be um, accidental racists. Um, our other apologies are, oh, this is like, this is very fitting because we've spent eight episodes of this show just completely lambasting the the friend family who were featured in the first episode of Tidying Up, and we've just never let up on them. But they are due, long overdue, for some apologies. Uh, Kenny, could you explain? Yeah. So first off, I think we should have considered renaming our podcast the like Friend Cast or Friend Family Forever, something like that. In because we, we really have talked about them every single episode. Anyway, there was um, an, an article in, in Cosmo, um, which we'll, we'll link to, 
which was an interview with um Rachel Rachel friends about her experiences on the show and all that. And so there's a lot to touch on. Um, one thing is that she she talks about how sort of their tidying process has lasted and it was really successful and sort of, you know, it wasn't just like a one-time thing that Marie Kondo came into the house and helped them out and then they've regressed. They've really changed their approach to tidying and keeping their house in order, which is really great to hear. And the other thing is she talked a little bit about how there was a, a backlash on social media against her and Kevin. Um, you know, I, I think I think we have maybe taken part in that a little bit. Um, maybe. We definitely did. <laughs> where, where people, you know, were accusing Kevin of um, having overly traditional attitudes towards gender relationships and marriage. And she was saying that Kevin, Kevin isn't really like that. Um, and that, you know, it was partially editing and he's really sweet and supportive. And he also, she also said that she was shocked about how often they use the word babe. Um, so that was, <laughs> she, she too was like, Oh wow. We really do say babe a lot. Yeah. That was something you called out. And I, I don't think I'd noticed it until you'd mentioned it, but I mean, let, let them, I mean, it shows that they're, they're, they're people, I guess, that they have their own weird thing that they do. Yeah. I mean, it, it's not the pet name I would pick, but you know, good, good for them that they, they, they enjoy it. And <laughs> okay. So, so you're opening yourself up to me asking you, what is the pet name that you'd pick? Uh, I don't really know. <laughs> I'm going to put you on the spot here. I, I, I'm, 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 I'm sorry. You're not. You're not a hun, honey. No. You're not darling. You're not a, a beloved. I, this is this is getting uncomfortable. <laughs> okay, I'll I'll let you escape. Um, yeah. So apologies to the the friend family. I I doubt that you you cared about two random guys on a podcast. Um, oh wow, what is what's going on over uh, there? Sorry, that's a, I, I a siren. Probably someone was committing a petty crime or the police just don't want to stop for a red light. Yeah. So apologies to the friend family. Um, I guess we should have taken into consideration how the show was edited and not immediately jumped to, to bashing, bashing you based on how you were portrayed. I guess that's a, that's a lesson for all of us to pick up. Yeah. I mean, I think, I, I think it's hard because when, when you, when, when we're do, it is important to talk about, stuff and gender roles and the way society shapes that stuff but also like recognize these are real people and you can't just um with with feelings and and their own thoughts about the the situation they're in and how they relate to their loved ones and i I think it is true that there was a lot of love in the friend family especially for like the kids who you know i you can you can check the records but i definitely remember saying kevin seemed like a good dad yeah Okay, that's it. That's all we have for apologies. Um, so I wanted to kind of go into this is this goes well with um with like catching up with old stuff that we've talked about because I've been meaning to discuss some of the things that um Maria Kondo has been doing in the background, which we kind of discuss her movements in the show and um a little bit about what we know about her book, but we don't haven't really talked about some of the stuff she's been doing recently since she's like blown up in popularity. Um, one of them, I knew you wanted to call out um, Marie being in the, 
in the Oscars or not in the Oscars, but you know, she made an appearance on the red carpet. That's, I mean, that's, that's the most important part of the Oscars. Let's be real. <laughs> the, the red yeah, carpet. That, that's, that's why the red, the Oscars are important is cause it's an event where everyone gets to dress up really nice and it's cool. To, to let, it's like, you know, I don't, I'm not, I don't care that much about like fashion. So it's nice, to, but it's, it's fun to like, you know, a couple times a year to like, just like be like, Oh, let's look at some dresses for an hour or something. Um, so I like, the, I like the Oscars for that. And like, obviously they gave them green book, the, the best pictures. So I don't know about them, but <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was your, um, highlight of the, the, the condos, your highlighted condo sighting. Mine was, I, I think someone posted a photo. Who is it? Um, their name on Twitter is all black uh, at 20 second ways, but they posted a photo of themselves like sitting courtside at a Warriors basketball game. And someone noticed that in the background, like a couple rows back is um, Ms. Kondo just chilling, uh, catching an NBA game, which I, I don't know why that surprised me so much. Just see her in the background <laughs> just to go see Kevin Durant and Steph Curry. It just seems so weird to yeah, me. Yeah, she should have. She should have the Knicks. I wonder if the Knicks would have given her a shout out because we went. We went to a Knicks game together, and so I grew up um in, around Philadelphia, and so I, I went to Sixers games. And the big difference between going to the Sixers versus going to the Knicks, besides it being way cheaper and them not being really bad at basketball, is that when you go to the Knicks game, like every single break, they're like, "Hey, everyone, look at this famous person in the crowd." Um, so I, I'm, I'm curious, I'm curious if the, the Knicks would recognize her as famous. Cause like, obviously oh, yeah. she's totally famous, but yeah, I was, I was really upset that in this photo and we'll, we'll link the tweet also that she's not sitting courtside. Like, how dare you? This is royalty here. <laughs> this is tidying royalty. <laughs> like, why is she not being featured? Why is she not bring being brought um, during halftime for everyone to, to yeah, praise her. Being blasted on the Jumbotron. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, so I'm happy to see her out and about around California. And so it kind of leads me into something else I wanted to talk about. I, I had seen her making the talk show, going around on the talk show circuit, mostly promoting her show. And I was... Like I was happy to see her on all in all these like Western outlets and just so that more people could be introduced to, to her and um her work. But I was like after a while, like after a couple months of this, I was starting to get concerned, like after this press tour, when are they gonna let her go home? Because she seemed to have been spending a lot of time in the US promoting everything. And uh I, I learned that she'd actually moved to Los Angeles recently. Um, in the past year or so. So that kind of explains why she's been popping up at, at games and at the Oscars. And maybe that means we'll see a lot more of her even like once hype for the show is like completely disappeared. Yeah, that's exciting. I'm, you know, I, I don't think I um really realized how much she'd blown up until I was looking for drama for, for this week. And there were so many articles written about her, you know, it was like more than I could read. And just kept it. It was just like, you know, there's just like five or six a day. Um, and not only that, 
and 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 not only that, it was it was sort of like I, one of the articles I forget which one it was was talking about there had been like a tangible increase in donations like Goodwill, um, and they're like mm-hmm. in the in the past like three months or so, and they're pretty sure it's because of her book, which is pretty wild to think about. Yeah, you know, I've seen numbers like twenty to thirty percent increase in donations to Goodwill in the past like three months. Yeah, when I went to donate my books to half price, so when when I last conmaried my library um, last year, I think I I brought up, brought a bunch of books and it wasn't that busy at the donations area of half price, which is like a secondhand bookstore in the Midwest. And but when I did it a couple of weeks ago again, this time like I think there were three other people dropping off books at the same time as I was. Yeah. It's, it's, it's pretty wild to think about, you know, cause I feel like it's really easy to like write an article that's like, people are getting rid of stuff because of this, but, but it, it's really had like a large and tangible um, impact on a lot of people. And it really goes back to the show. One of the key points I made in the first episode, which is that people hate reading and they really like TV. <laughs> Um, okay, uh, other Marie movements I wanted to make sure to mention. Um, I saw TechCrunch uh, post an article that her company, ConMarie, um, is currently seeking some 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 venture capital, some funding, like as much as forty million to start a e-commerce storefront. Did you hear anything about? Um, this? I heard the number forty million, and I didn't really investigate what for. I just assumed that. They're like, yeah, you're like a really good person, so we're just gonna give you a bunch of money. Seems it seems reasonable to me. So she's sold some things uh, online before, uh, like a, a limited set of of boxes, like containers that you can do some organizational stuff with, and um, I forget what else she sold, but like they've been like very small runs of things, and I guess she's looking to to do something bigger than that. Maybe she's gonna create her own container store. Okay, I got, I got a big question for you. Online. <laughs> Which would yeah. you rather have? Supreme dog food bowl or Marie dog food bowl? Um, I gotta see I gotta see the branding okay. on the, the Conmarie. Like, it's definitely gonna have an Apple-ish aesthetic, right? The all-white yeah, yeah. and very, very simple Dude. and, um, I don't know. Yeah, I, th- I think I'd have to see the, the products first. <laughs> That's, it's a very fair and, and you know, ac- probably accurate answer, and I'm very disappointed in you. <laughs> uh, so the other, the last item that I wanted to point out is I noticed that through, there was an article mentioning that she's working on a third book that will be coming out soon called um, Joy at Work, The Career-Changing Magic of Tidying Up which will be focused on um, improving the way that you work and with advice on organizing your desk and I think also digital stuff on your, your computers and things like that. Nice. Yeah, it's a, I, I guess it's the natural progression of where, where you go from, from her, her first book, which was about organizing your home and the, the second spot would be your work, right? Yeah, yeah. That... Like where else where else do you go after this? Organizing your dreams? Like your, <laughs> like your literal dreams, not 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 like uh oh I want to be an astronaut. No, like oh I was tap dancing in my dream 
with uh, like an octopus <laughs> under the ocean. Those dreams. Yeah, to to categorize them, tag them, keep the ones that you, you that spark joy for you. I, I actually did come up with a couple more titles for books that she could Ooh, make. Hit, hit me if you'd like to hear them. <laughs> yeah, so we we have um we have joy at work. Um, I came up with joy ride, the car changing magic of tidying that's, up. That's pretty good. How about how about how about joy ride the whip though? Okay, you could. <laughs> this is this is my segment, Kenny. You're not invited to to alter my titles. <laughs> okay, I have I have one other one. Joy Division, the music library, changing magic of tidying up, and you could um clean up your your those MP3s that you actually have stored if you haven't moved on to streaming services and cleaning up your your ID three tags. Okay, I like that. That's good. And. and yeah, you can you can keep hold on to all your rare podcast episodes like the the fuck up you did last yeah, week. Yeah, it's Is that it? Do you have Okay, more, that's, do you, do you Yeah, have that's more? all I got. What you wanted more? Yeah, I mean, I, I, those were... you, you said you had you had a bunch and that was just two. I I came up with one on the spot and that's um that's like almost as many as you. Well, qu- quantity over quality here. Okay, well let's 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 talk about we have a lot to get to here, Kenny. Let's talk about the the Marie Kondo Player Haters Club because we have a lot to get into. You had a a whole lot of bloggers and article writers that you wanted to put Yeah, last. yeah. So, I as, as I mentioned earlier, I was like looking looking for some beef because as, as I talked about last week, you know, a lot a lot of the 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 kind of backlash has sort of died off. Um which I think is it's both good and and bad in that I think it's a sort of reflection of sort of you know her show came out a bunch of people watched it it was really present in the public consci- consciousness and it's faded a bit you know she's she's still like very much here but um a lot of a lot of the hot takes have have died down especially but one thing is still present is there's just a million people trying to like uh, grab onto her her name as like a, as like a term people are looking for condo clout chasers. They're, they're, they're here and they're, they're present. So I'm just going to, I'm going to read a couple titles of, of articles. I didn't read, but saw this week in jobs, career planning, Marie Kondo style. How to Marie Kondo your LinkedIn network in four steps. How to Marie Kondo your personal relationships. Tidying expert Marie Kondo, cybersecurity guru. <laughs> I, yeah, that is a reach trying to to fit the Conmarie method into cybersecurity. Did you see that article that was? Um, I I think might have been Life Hacker, might have been someone else, but it was Marie Kondo is not a verb. <laughs> I I didn't, but that's Conmarie is a verb though, right? Or yeah, I mean it's not, but that's that's the one that a lot of people use. But I guess a lot of people just also use Marie Kondo as the, as the verb to uh, describe the that's, process. That's not great. She's a person. Yeah. I'm, I'm trying to think if there are other examples of that. I guess borked. Well, what is, what is the, the etymology of that? Um, borked means like mess up. And it was named after Robert Bork, who was a Supreme court justice nominee who got, um, he was like the first one who got shot down ever. Or, no, I'm not sure if ever, but like, he was like the start of the modern era of Supreme Court justices actually being contested under Reagan. 
That's <laughs> this is wild. I'm learning things. I'm a big fan of that one. Um, uh, do we have any other stuff to <laughs> to trash about that other than other than please stop doing this because I don't know. You don't you can you can write these articles without using. Yeah, I mean it's it's people trying to get clicks. And normally I don't mind that much, that much, you know, you know, you, you, you read something interesting you want to get, you have ideas and you want to figure out how to get people to find them. That's okay. But like, I don't know, this is, this is, this is too far. I'm calling it. <laughs> so another reach that I saw on Twitter is, um, I don't know if we, we want to call him a comedian, political commentator, uh, Dennis Miller tweeted, um, I guess he's um, calling out stuff regarding the the Mueller report and um and Democrats but he said this is what he tweeted if the swing shift guy working the tower of Big Ben married Marie Kondo he would not have his clock cleaned up to the extent that the Democrats are getting theirs cleaned today which is a uh, it's a lot it's, this made me so mad there's because <laughs> it's uh, it's <laughs> it, it like really is just like such a bad joke and he's been doing this for like 20 years he should so the core problem with this is that there's way too much verbiage and like way too many people involved. Uh-huh. But this joke, if you just say, um, so-and-so got their clock clean more than the time Marie Kondo worked at Big Ben. Like, yeah. why does there need to be this 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 third dude, you know, <laughs> involved in the story? <laughs> why, just let, why can't Marie Kondo be, be the, the person working as the Big Ben caretaker? This is such a convoluted joke. I think I did have to read it two or three it's times. really bad um and I, I guess i guess the point is that he's you know a right-wing comedian and can't think about women existing independent of men and in the workforce but yeah okay i had a, i had a lot of other comments about this um first off she's already married so that it doesn't really work there <laughs> um uh, I, I made the mistake of opening the comments and um lots of uh bots with like a single digit or double digit follower counts responding. And I think most of them did not know who um, Marie Kondo was. Like they actually commented, I had to look up who this was. And can you imagine um, the year 2019 and not knowing who Marie Kondo is? (laughs) What a life. Yeah. It just, it, it, I couldn't fathom that. Like I, I was. I started asking, "Am I out of touch here for expecting everybody to know who that is?" Like, uh, granted, I am somebody recording. <laughs> I, I am somebody recording a podcast dedicated to this woman and her work, and I've I've read her books, and so that does put me in in like a weirdo status of knowing this much about about the condo verse. <laughs> but it it just boggles my mind that you would not have absorbed this information of who she was. It's true. It's it's 2019. It's not not 2018 even anymore. <laughs> you know, she she has a TV show. You should know who she is now. Yeah, I don't I don't know what to what to say about that. That all these people exist who who don't know who she is. Maybe Yeah, I don't know. I I don't know. Anyway, <laughs> do you want to talk about do you want to talk about what tidying we've done because I I can't dedicate any more of, of my energy to the to I, I agree um yeah but so first off i gotta start off with a with a with a dark story of tidying governor wrong oh man I've, i'm hyped let me let me Which hear is, it i got i got audited by the new york state tax 
IRS people for 2014, which is the year I moved to New York. And I, I, I moved to New York for like a month or two. And I'd lived in Wisconsin the whole year and I'd worked in Wisconsin up until that point. And then I left my job and not, then I moved to New York. And so they tried to tell me I needed to pay New York state taxes for 2014. This was just like a month ago. So it's, it's, you could, yes, the year is 2019. Um, and mm-hmm. yeah, so, but, and so I was like trying to find proof that I had lived in Wisconsin and I discovered I had like thrown out my lease agreement because I, I tidied it up because I was like, I won't need this anymore. I've kept it around for a while, but I was wrong. And, and I did in fact need my lease agreement to show that I had lived in Wisconsin um, for two thousand for almost all of 2014. But I actually just emailed the, 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 the company I leased from, I, I rented from and they sent me a copy and then I was able to send that in. So I, I think the lesson here would be to, for important documents, not even important, but like documents that you think you could would be important in your records, just at least take a photo of. Yeah, them I think I think them. that's correct, I, and I think I think, um, you know, I, I think documents they, they, they like stuff like this, um, proof of like where you lived, like um, like credit card agreements, stuff like that. I think is worthwhile to like, or like even like car agreements. I think it is worth worthwhile, but like, I think if you just like scan it and put it on like the, and like on like the cloud and on like your hard drive, you should be pretty good. So I also have some, some tidying not gone wrong, but I feel like I've talked for a while. So I'll hand hand the floor over to you to talk about tidying. Well, <laughs> um, those of you who followed me on Twitter have seen um, my, my, um, my, my setup. I've been, taking those birch box boxes and tidying up all my kitchen drawers and um, in my bathroom also like making sure like all these liquids and skincare stuff are organized. Like that's basically what I've been doing and it's very pleasing to do and I highly recommend it. It's very, is I think last time I, I kind of did my Marie last year, I, that was something that I skipped where I, I like did my clothes and did my, my books and some, some items, but I didn't actually go out and do this whole like compartmentalize everything so that everything's not mixed together and I don't have junk drawers and organizing junk drawers has turned out to be a lot more satisfying than I thought it'd be. And it's, it's no longer stressful the idea of opening a drawer and trying to find what you're looking for because everything is sorted into areas that you expect them to be in. Yeah. Claire had, um, Claire had also done that part of it. Um, I think last year. And so, but it definitely is like a huge improvement and it, it, you, like the, the big thing you notice is like, it's really easy when you don't have the stuff for like, it's a slowly get out of hand and you not to realize it. And it just keeps it from ever getting mm-hmm. out of hand, um, because just because yeah, it's very it's very easy to go from having like a a single junk drawer to every single drawer in your house is a right because you're just like oh it won't fit in the junk drawer I'll just put it in the drawer next to it and then that one becomes the new junk mm-hmm. drawer and then thing things things have gotten bad <laughs> yeah um, yeah that's good I feel like um. 
so we we've been doing a lot of tidying over like basically the course of this podcast um and we got in rid of a bunch of stuff some clothes a bunch of we we did our books um and we had like a big pile of stuff in the corner and we finally um claire claire just dropped it off at goodwill and so it's you know our, our apartment is all fresh and we've got to run all this stuff and it's really nice and i'm i'm, I'm real excited um to just like you need to um see that's this is a problem you're not very active on social media you should be posting the, these shots because I want to see. I want to see. I mean, it's it's always satisfying to see an organized area, but I think that's been um, something that I've been able to get joy out of. Like after cleaning something, like oh, I can share what this looks like, and you'd be surprised at how s- s- people actually do have some enjoyment out of that like it's not just you showing off that you clean something like some people are like oh that's a really cool idea or oh i like this stuff this stuff you have in your collection or i should i should organize my stuff that way yeah that's a good idea i should i've I've been i've been trying to figure out what i'm gonna tweet about (laughs) for a while i I keep because they haven't gotten rid of the likes yet so i don't my 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 plan isn't ready (laughs) to go into action no, it's an it's an easy way to to pick up likes and claim that something blew up. Uh, something that uh, Marie Kondo recommends in her book is that as a way to motivate yourself to start cleaning is to take a before photo because it makes you excited to to clean it up and then see what it looks like. Afterwards. Yeah, I think you know I think part of it is that in a lot of ways most of our stuff was not like a mess already um and it was just sort of like getting rid of you know things don't look massively different it was just sort of we it was more of like a continuous tidy that happens um you know Mm -hmm. and and like keeping keeping things down it was very satisfying to just sort of go through all my stuff but the the end result is is not really that much more impressive but i did i did actually i finally um cleans my shoes and polish them today and i'm very happy about that and i'm, I'm very satisfied <laughs> did you have to buy special no shoe we already had stuff? some i i've like done it um i do it every once in a while i just gone too long without doing it i also need to relace my shoes it's i'm surprised at how much better the shoe, shoes look when you do it and it's, it's something that i didn't do much of before and i would just be like okay these shoes these shoes are very ratty and they look like they've they've seen a lot of miles so i should just buy new ones but since i started actually trying to take better care of my footwear and um maintain them like they it's surprising at how much how much longer they seem to have they seem to look good and whenever i do it like how they look almost new whenever i do it you know i always thought of like shoe polish as like something street urchins did in like charles dickens novels (laughs) and not like a real thing that but i think part of that is like when you're a kid your feet are constantly growing so you need to get shoes anyway every once in a while yeah but it really is impressive it's just like it, they look a lot better and it's really satisfying and i'm like man i should have done this sooner <laughs> i know i should have done it sooner but so it goes yeah post post photos of your shoes um 
yeah let's talk about the episode we can we can finally get to that this is the last episode of the first season of tidying up um we're finally getting it in the the fourth month of the year even though this came out at the very beginning of the year this episode was titled when two messes become one and i I know you wanted to talk about this it's just a great the title, title and i think it could have been the name of our podcast um because we're two messy people and we became one podcast <laughs> yeah if, if only we'd watched the whole uh season before recording i guess that's I don't know if we made that clear to our listeners, and I guess we can reveal it at the end, but we we made sure that we watched the episodes right before we recorded each each of these podcasts, which maybe is a mistake. I don't know. Maybe when season two, you know, maybe season two will we'll think of a different format, but I don't know. I like the title, When Two Messes Become One, because it's, it's like, um, do you remember that Spice Girls single? When two become one, I think I would recognize one. it as you soon as I heard are. it, um, but uh, it's not coming to my mind. Well, it's a it's a top tier Spice Girls song, definitely in their top three. So I mean, do they have any songs that aren't <laughs> top tier? Well, okay, so I just know their main singles, which are "To Become One," "Wannabe," um, "Spice Up Your Life." I don't think I know that one. The one. How do you their... I know "Spice Up Your Life"? How does that go? You, if if you want to take is that it there. the one, um, I'm not saying you're not tricking me to sing this. <laughs> it's the one that the the lyrics are spice up your life. I don't think um, I know that one. And then there's if you want to be my lover. Yeah, want to be. Okay. And okay, the 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 other one is the the one for their movie. Um, the I don't know if it was Spice World. It was it was yeah, the lead it was, single it was for the that. Spice World movie, right? Yeah. Okay, that's that's our, our dive into the Spice Girls catalog. Uh, this episode, we had um, Angela and Alicia Alicia going through... Um, they didn't really have a messy home. It was just... They had a lot of stuff that was their own, their own things, like their own clothes and their own junk, and they shared a lot of it, so it would end up mixing together. And they'd moved together into this new condo and they wanted a new start, a fresh start, a more organized home to start start with. And so they called on the services of Miss Condo. Yeah, I think, I think uh, you know, as I go back to the title, it is a very like common problem where it's like you have two people who are living alone and have all their stuff and have have their, and then they, they, you know, move in together. And it's like, oh, wow, like, how do we how do we merge our stuff? You know, like. How do we, where do we put our clothes? Like whose clothes get to go where, um, you know, like all, all, and just like, and sometimes it's just like, Hey, you know, you have too much stuff and it's taking up too much space. And I, and it's sort of like a very common problem to like, as a couple figure out how to navigate the stuff each of you need and how to combine it and like what you can share and what you can't share and how to sort of have communal spaces yeah, and get rid of duplicate stuff, and and also just you have different preferences for stuff you want to keep. I think, I think they, this was evident when they were going through stuff in their kitchen, like stuff they wanted to hold on to, and um, one person saying, "Oh, we should hold on to this," and another saying, "This is ridiculous. Why would we have uh, ketchup from 2015?" <laughs> I think they both were ketchup haters. 
They were, they, they, one of them was like, we already have ketchup in the fridge and neither of us even like ketchup. <laughs> well, I, I was, one of them was about to throw up, throw out a full bottle of ketchup and I don't know. It was, I, I had a lot of anxiety in my mind about that. I was like, no, hold on to that. Like this, it's unopened. You can't throw that away. But if none of you, if neither of you are using ketchup, it doesn't really make sense to mm-hmm. hold on to it. Do you like ketchup? Uh, some, sometimes like it does have a lot of sugar in it. So I get Heinz makes a special, um, no added sugar version that I like. Okay. Uh, did you, did you see my, um, my conmary kitchen drawer where i had like a birch box box full of ketchup packets from fast food places i i missed that i i think we have what we actually have is um we have a bunch of salt packets because when we go to the movie theaters we add salt but the movie theater we go to um stopped having salt packets so we need to bring our own and we have like a a little like bin of, of salt packets that we bring with us to the movies you you should submit that to Life Hacker. Um, you you too. I mean, I I was able to get on there. You two could be on there. Yours is yours is a lot better. Like I feel like this is just obvious. Like if no, you want like, salt, bring the... it. And the theater doesn't have it. Bring salt. No, this is the first I'm hearing of it. Like I've never. Maybe because I haven't had that issue at movie theaters. Do you not? Do you add salt to your popcorn? What do you? Yeah. How, what do you do with your movie theater popcorn? So. I will let them just put butter on it. I don't put salt on it. I do get annoyed when they just put butter on the top and not, you know, like put a little bit in the middle, then fill it up more, put some more in there. Um, Because that's one of the few indulgences that I'll let myself have with Mm -hmm. really unhealthy (laughs) butter saturated food. And I, but I don't actually do put any salt on it. But now that I think about it, when they do put butter just on the top, I would like salt to flavor the the popcorn that's toward the bottom that the butter did not reach. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's nice because you have salt packets and you like you pour one on top and then you have like some of the popcorn and then you put the next one in. So my my family, um, no one in my family has high blood pressure, mm-hmm. um, and if if you don't have high blood pressure, salt isn't that bad for you. If you do, it's terrible for you, um, and so. It was my family. Like one of the things they did was it was always like we just put like a whole lot of salt on popcorn, and that's how we had popcorn as a kid. <laughs> and it was like we didn't put butter; we just put a lot of salt. Um, but it's, it's... <laughs> yeah, I didn't even think about that aspect. I think I have uh, pretty decent blood pressure. Last time I got my checkup, but yeah, yeah. I mean, I... it's just a, it's a thing to be conscious of if you're like it is like a very real health risk. But yeah, even also... at even at home, I don't put straight salt on stuff. Like I have this, I used to make this homemade seasoning, but they, they sell it now at Whole Foods called like magic mushroom seasoning. And it's with um, like a, like a ground up mushroom mixed with like a, like some pepper and a little bit of salt and some thyme and some other stuff, um, some, some chili flakes and things like that. And I use that instead of just straight salt. I guess maybe that's a bit healthier. Interesting. I didn't know that Whole Foods was allowed to sell psilocybin mushrooms. Wait, what? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, mushrooms. yeah. I got you. I got you. <laughs> yeah, it's it's actually um, it's a, a recipe from I think her 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 brand is like Nom Nom Paleo, 
and I, I don't know. It's just a really good seasoning that I like, and I think Trader Joe's now sells a version of it, like it's a knockoff, because the I imagine the Whole Foods one is kind of popular because it's there's not many um, versions of this, but Trader Joe's started selling a magic mushroom seasoning. If y'all want to pick that up, okay. Um, you, did you ever try and put nutritional yeast on your popcorn? Put what in my popcorn? Nutritional yeast. No, I've never that, fucked with nutritional yeast. That, that, so, that's one of the, like, the big alternative, like, especially like, vegans. That's what so a lot of um, is, is like what, one of the big like alternative-y um, popcorn toppings. I was not a fan when I put nutritional yeast in my popcorn. Okay, it doesn't sound like something I try then. Yeah, but I, I was curious. It's definitely, definitely a real thing. And if anyone other, has other great um, popcorn <laughs> toppings. Since this is, this is apparently yeah, I forgot that I, mean. I forgot you go to the movies pretty often. Yeah, we, so you you must be getting popcorn pretty often. Yeah, we haven't as much lately, um, just because it's Jan- it's the January slump time in movies. Um, mm-hmm. But there's uh, we when when Movie Pass was like not a not a, when, when Movie Pass was still around. We went to the movies like all the time because it uh-huh. was, you know, the movies like a 10 minute walk from our house and there's a place we really like to get food near it. Um, and so we would just like go for dinner and see a movie before or after. And it was, it was a, a really nice thing to do on like Sunday afternoon. Um, so when you, when you have um, your popcorn at the movie, do you just immediately start eating it as soon as you sit down? Um. So- <laughs> So it's funny. I, I I do. Claire likes to save it. I like to. It depending on what movie I'm watching. For any serious movie, I want to be done eating by the time the movie starts. Um, for like you know when we see seeing the me- shark attack megalodon or whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I I'm I'm want the popcorn to be there during the movie. So I'm definitely an annoying weirdo, where I want to not touch the popcorn until the film actually starts like i will not eat during the trailers i'll not eat while we're just sitting there waiting for the trailers to begin um and it's <laughs> it's, de- it's definitely something that uh i know that not most people do not do um yeah i mean i there there are definitely people who like i want to eat while i watch this movie and that is part of the experience for me um, and for the most part, I'm in the, like, I want to watch the movie while I'm watching the movie, um, and not be eating. Um, and that was definitely something Claire and I had to resolve when she's like, you're eating all the popcorn. I was like, well, I'm not going to eat it once the movie starts. <laughs> so well, I, for, for me, I, I feel like I'm maximizing my enjoyment of both by experiencing them at the same time. I guess it's a very George Costanza thing, but experiencing them both simultaneously uh-huh. Yeah, I, I feel like I can't experience them both simultaneously. I, I can only I can only pay attention to one or the other. Like I won't even get my popcorn until uh, ten minutes before the the advertised showing time because you know I still want it warm. It, last like was it last week or a couple weeks ago we went to a showing of us, and um, I think it was like. I think it was like an uh, an early preview, so there were. That's why there was like an actual line of us there for like an hour before the movie began, and I saw people with their 
their popcorn like before like the hour before we even got into the theater and they were already eating it that's i mean you can always get more oh this is true you can get free refills for if you get like a large enough tub or if you just have like a certain certain kind of membership all right so i I won't (laughs) i i just thought that it was like I, i wasn't judging them but i was just like i can't imagine myself doing that just because I'm so neurotic, I'm just so neurotic about my popcorn eating. I thought you, I thought you were gonna be like, I thought we were getting back to the actual topic of the episode, which is the the ketchup. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, but you were you were still just getting back to an earlier aspect of the popcorn conversation. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let's go back to um, Alicia and Angela. Did we have anything to talk about them? I mean. We mentioned this is a a very common couple problem um, where it's just, I think the way that they resolved it is they did end up separating the stuff that they had mixed up and just being able to have their own space really helped them. Yeah. And I think that's, um, I I brought up this point before, but you know, I live in New York. We have one closet. We have one, we don't have a ton of space. So we just have one dresser and it's, it's like, that doesn't, work when you have much more serious space constraints and i'm looking forward to in season two when we go places other than la to like um see how how we you know she helps people deal with even more serious space constraints i mean there's no guarantee that that's what they'll do like i mean she's she lives in la now maybe maybe season two will be the celebrity edition they're gonna go (laughs) Go on. I'm I'm straining several strongly worded letters to the. <laughs> like the homes might get even bigger. Like she'll be visiting, um, Steph Curry and Aisha Curry's home to help them tidy one of their mini man- mansions. I was what we were watching. Um, say yes to the dress, and Steph Curry's sister was on it. She seemed nice. She not, she was like an Instagram thinkfluencer. Um. But so she didn't really have like the most legit job, but she was nice and she seemed like she was bringing a lot of positive energy into the world. And so I was, it was, it was a nice episode. What is the difference between a thinkfluencer and an influencer? Um, I don't know. I just like saying thinkfluencer. Yeah, I thought it was, um, I th- I thought it was like a parody of the term or a way to make fun of influencers, but I, Oh no! It was definitely it was definitely a real term that people use unironically, and and I think that's why it turned into like a way of making fun of it. But um, cause, but if you really think about it, all influences are influencing our thoughts because we're just we're just bl- brains in human sized jars. I think we've we've come to the end of discussing what happened in this episode because we are having a very difficult time staying on topic. Uh, I wanted to go into. Um, my segment, Eric's shirt report. Every every one of these episodes, we'll look at shirts that stood out for us. Um, something that stood out for me with um, Angela is she was. Re- I guess how would you describe her fashion? It was like a very um, tomboyish aesthetic. Is that? I don't know. I think that's accurate. Yeah, I, I would say so. She, I think. Something that she was doing a lot that I noticed she, with her, her cardigans with the rolled up sleeves and she had like the 
baseball shirt with the three quarter sleeves, like lots of forearms in her look, which um, left me wondering: Do I need more, more, more forearm um, centered <laughs> outfits? I mean, you're like, a buff boy. You gotta, you gotta be showing them off. Like I, w- I started thinking about outfits that I, ha- I just don't do it. Because like I either have short sleeve or long sleeve shirts, and I never I, I'll sometimes roll up my sleeves, but it's not something that I do as, as like a look, you know. Like I just do it because I'm hot. Like I don't do it because like this is how I'm styling myself today. And I also worry that I'll I'll ruin the sleeves uh, or the cuffs of some of my stuff that I have. You think you'll, they'll get wrinkly? Yeah, I mean I have some hoodies that I just wore too many days in a row and the cuffs are like they're just not, un- unpresentable now. well i mean like, i think it depends on if your cuff is elastic or not um mm-hmm. like i i think i think non a lot like non-elastic stuff is only ever going to get like wrinkled i th- i believe i mean i guess it can be stretched out if you're like really stretching it but it's mostly just going to get wrinkled um and you can fix that are you a roll up sleeves boy? Yeah, I, I am. I um I, all my all my all my flannels during during the the winter, I I roll up to my um like just before my elbow. I I didn't know there that you could like I don't know how you live not doing that. I mean, I like I said I I layer pretty often and like I either have a very short sleeve shirt or a long sleeve and i don't (laughs) there's no in between for me i guess um maybe it's just something that i haven't really thought about well now now you're thinking about it so yeah i yeah and i don't know why i have it because i've i've for sure heard other people discuss like that is like one of the most attractive parts that a guy can show off on them like that's something that people look for and it's not something that i think about myself interesting hey have you heard that before no (laughs) (laughs) okay i thought i thought that was part of part of the strategy it's like oh yeah that's why i always always roll up my sleeves it's just how it's comfy i don't don't know i mean i guess i it's it's like Maybe I got like thin forearms, but I feel like if you don't roll them up, they're always like flopping around. It's annoying. <laughs> they're very noodly. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you have anything you noticed? Yeah, um, I, 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 I was, um, I was a big fan of them. As you were saying, actually, I was a bit fan of both of their, 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 um, their shirts. But um, Angela especially had two shirts I wanted. To, I want to shout out. She had this like seagull shirt. That was like mm-hmm. white with like uh, I it was like seagulls and there was something else on there and I was I was a fan. Um, I I don't have like a ton of exciting shirts, but I've I've like one kind of exciting shirt which is like it's a it's a white shirt with black tigers on it. Uh huh. It's, it's um and I is like so it's short sleeve so I was finally breaking it out because the weather's been nice. Um and it had like a weird um stain on it which was very sad because it was it was my my one exciting shirt. But we were able to get it out, so that was that was exciting. But I was I was looking at the seal shirt. I was like, man, I could really, I could really fuck with that. So maybe, maybe, maybe I can, I can, I'm gonna be more exciting. Uh, I also noticed that she wore all her um her 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 button down shirts untucked. 
So <laughs> I was like, wow, I wonder if she, if she would be really into shopping at the Untuck It store. Yeah. I, I feel like a lot of shirts are just fine untucked. I don't know. Um. Also, she had... It was just for, like... She went through a lot of shirts this episode. Um, and it was... It would, like, really give you a sense of, like, the different days. But one of them was, like, this dark green, which which I will refer to as a Che Guevara shirt. Um, <laughs> an olive shirt, yeah. Yeah, it, it, was like an, it was, like, an olive shirt that looks like... um. You know, like the ones like Cuban revolutionaries are wearing. Which I was. <laughs> you really love those shirts. I do. I, remember, I got a light I green remember, one. I was like, man, I also need a dark green one. I remember I wore one once and you were like really happy about it. I was. I was like, <laughs> I have one too. I'm going to wear it tomorrow. Yeah, I was really happy that we hadn't done that on the same day. Me too. I, I would have made you change. <laughs> um. Do you, I, something I I noticed also when they were going through their sorting through their clothes is um, Angela. She she talked about how she worked in scrubs all the time, so she didn't really like think about clothes, and she saw them as functional. But uh, Alicia, even though she also wore a uniform, she was a she's a flight attendant. She liked to have like really interesting clothes. She said she she prided herself in having like an eclectic wardrobe. And yeah, I think that was very evident with lots of colors, lots of, lots of patterns. And yeah. She was, she was always wearing cool stuff. And like, it was, it was really, it was all over the place. It wasn't, um, I felt, I felt like Angela had like a very, you know, um, had, had a definite style and had a lot of good stuff, but it was very, it was pretty narrow. And I don't mean that. I mean, like, you know, I'm pretty narrow. And so I have a lot of, I felt a lot of affinity mm-hmm. for that. Whereas like, um, Alicia um, was was really had quite the collection. Yeah, I, I just also thought it was curious that they both had cited the same sort of thing where they had to wear the same thing all the time, but they had two different reactions to it. Yeah, it was, it was sort of like, yeah, this is great. <laughs> I love I love <laughs> having a uniform so I don't have to think about stuff. And mm-hmm. oh, I really appreciate the times where I don't have to wear a uniform and I can be so, you know, I got to make the most of it. I, yeah, I really admired Alicia's uh, wardrobe. And I wonder if it's because of the way that she she approached the stuff the stuff that she wore is why it was it seemed a lot easier for her to go through things and find things she liked and didn't like when culling her co- her collection of stuff. That's uh it's probably true. Okay, what have we learned? Not just this episode. What have we learned this season of tidying up, Kenny? Um, well, I remember at the very start when we were talking about doing this, um, you told me that, um, your New Year's resolution was, was to not let me ruin this year for you. Unfortunately <laughs> uh-huh. for you, my New Year's resolution <laughs> was to ruin this year for you. And so here, here we are three months later. How, how would you describe, um, have I successfully ruined your year or has this been a positive, positive experience in your life? I, I would say it's been a positive experience. It's given me, I mean, it's it's made my my Sundays when we record this, um, a lot. Le- it's it's given me a reason to to do stuff like instead of just sitting around and wasting these couple of hours on the internet browsing things to feed my shopping addiction. 
I'm, <laughs> I'm instead like writing up this, this, these outlines and getting together with you to, and then like organizing the rest of my day around this, like, Oh, after this, I should go to the store and get stuff or even being like, Oh, if I do this, this will be content for the podcast. That's nice. Also like I it's it's made me podcast more which I like to do. Nice. I like to maybe, get my voice out there. Maybe maybe more of your fans can can listen to this one too. I'm yeah, I don't I, <laughs> I feel I bad. Mean, You're being so serious and nice. And I'm I'm glad this has been really positive. I think it's I think it's been really positive for me too. Um, yeah, it's nice to um it's nice to have an excuse to talk to people. <laughs> <laughs> and like it, it's it's made it so that uh i can go online and talk about it and share these episodes and people talk to me about it and it's it's an extra thing to be excited about and um uh, it, it's it's an excuse to create something which we've been doing like we've put together eight of these episodes and we might put a couple more and like i'm now hoping that we find more excuses to make stuff yeah yeah, I think, I think that was a lot of, I think I've definitely had a lot of the same thing where it is, you know, it's 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 the depressing um, cold months where there's it's like hard to do stuff in a lot of ways because you don't want to go outside, um, and it's easy to just like waste away all all your time, um, and especially I think I've talked about this a little bit. Claire has like started up roller derby again, um, and so she was. She's been pretty busy with all that, and so <laughs> it's sort of like, oh, now what do I do? Because you know, usually I spend all my all all the weekends with her, you know, whether it's just us or with other people too. And so it's been nice to have like this this project to really put myself into, and I think I think I've like I felt good about a lot of um, our episodes and a lot of the content we put out into the world, and it's 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 always like one of the most exciting parts of my week is like when when I release it we release an episode and I get to see like people, you know, either sending me nice messages or, um, even just li- listening to it at all. And not, you know, I, I thought we were going to have like 10 people listen to it. <laughs> you, you actually get nice messages. I get, <laughs> I don't get nice messages about the, these episodes, but it's nice that one of us is. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think like, you know, as I talk, when we very first started this, I was like not super familiar with um, Marie Kondo. Um, you know, sort of Claire had been pretty into her, and so I'd gotten a lot of secondhand. And this was really my first like primary source experience with it, and I was I was really impressed. And I think I think the thing that really struck me is how human focused she is, and sort of centering, tidying around, um, you know the. T- centering tidying around the humans involved with the spaces and about how tidying is about making the space conductive to ha- healthy humans. And I think that was like a, a really powerful thing I got out of it. And, you know, I think I, I learned to appreciate a lot of what Claire had done even more than I already did um, mm-hmm. in terms of, cause she had put a lot of effort into, into making our home really nice. And it also made me want to contribute even more. That's awesome. Um, so I, th- I think fitting with all this, one of the quotes that I wanted to highlight from this episode, um, Marie Kondo said, 
Tidying isn't just about organizing your home. It's about creating, welcoming, and inviting a positive environment to your home. Yeah. Which I I think also works for, for this podcast and inviting our podcast into, into your library of, <laughs> of audio files. Yeah. You know, we, 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 we sucker you in with the beef at the beginning of every episode and then, and then we try and trick you into feeling feelings and trying to have a more positive outlook and, and improve your life. I hope someone has improved their life because of this. I mean, we couldn't have ruined anyone's life, right? That's wait, <laughs> oh, <laughs> <I hope> family. <laughs> yeah, just <laughs> you know, there's gonna be a follow up. So I listened to this podcast, and they kept <laughs> me up and about how I'm terrible, and I take it back. I'm not cool with it. No, the, the friend family. I feel like they they benefited the most from at least in terms of fame because they're the ones I think that people talk about most because they were in the first episode and they're definitely the I wouldn't would you say controversial or they're the most discussion worthy of the families that we've gone through. Yeah, I think I think part of it is that there are a lot of common themes throughout a lot of the episodes. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of a lot of the themes we talk about with the friend family are present for like everyone. They were and they just happened to be first. <laughs> <laughs> and they, and they, I mean, and I definitely think that you know because I think as I've talked about a bunch, you know, tidying and home care is a very gendered thing, and it's it's not good that it's so gendered. And so it's important to talk about that. And I think basically every episode reflects that in some way. Um, yeah. And, but I, I, th- I think it was sort of really in the first episode where we talked about it a lot and the friend, the friend family got, got some blame for what is like a societal issue. Oh yeah. Something quick I wanted to mention that I noticed in uh, Angela and Alicia's shelves is they had a lot of Buddha statues on their. Did you see this? Yeah, I did. Which it it goes back to um if if you all recall the episode when we blasted the Daily Mail and um they were they were advising to not have Buddha statues in your home because it was a man repellent. <laughs> and and well, I, I, I thought argue that, was that just, wasn't true. Yeah, it was definitely it was it definitely applied here because of, there were no no men that they wanted to attract here. So, um, I don't know. <laughs> just, just, another, just another excuse to, to trash the Daily Mail yeah. and that stupid article. We almost had another stupid article to talk about, but it was, it was not worth it from the Daily Mail. Yeah, I think we had enough just dunking on um, Dennis Miller's terrible attempt at comedy. Yeah. For, <laughs> that, that was all the, the negativity we needed. The rest was very positive vibes and a celebration of our podcast because it's awesome and and a celebration and all the you know her her really great book and this this great series and all the great work she's done and the sort of the positive impact she's she's put into the world both in both in my life and and your life and all the other people who have who have followed her her methods life 
I think that's a good place to end it, Kenny. What's what's our Twitter handles? Mine is at Tiny Cartridge. Mine is um at NR Simon Moon. Soon to have a picture of my shoes. You gotta do more than that. I wanna see the clean the clean apartment. Alright. Not, not that it was a clean the tidy apartment. Everything organized because that's very pleasing to look at. Okay, I'll take a picture of some drawers. You're gonna take a picture of the the ashes of the books you burnt. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> it's hard not to. They're just just everywhere, you know, because there's so many books. All right, everyone, thank you all for listening. We'll probably have more episodes for you at some point, but um, we we hope you enjoyed this this look at a tidying up. <laughs>